0: Welcome to Top Tier Volunteer, a Tennessee Vols podcast. I'm your host Andre, and this is episode 8. As always, this podcast is dedicated to my mother, Loretta Lowe, and my favorite artist, Young Dolph. As I'm speaking to you making this podcast right now, this is uh, one of the few times I've, you know, really felt like a Tennessee fan in my life, you know, just the the the, the know that that we can actually win this week. So, this podcast is going to be, you know, it's going to be on LSU, but it's always always focused on Alabama. So just getting started with the game real quick. Uh, it was just great. Um, from the first play of the game, them, the Tigers fumbled the damn ball, and it was over right after that. Like, we had all the momentum. You know, we was ready. Tennessee Vols came and took over the stadium, and LSU just wasn't ready. Like, we were obviously the better team, but I don't think nobody expected it to fall play out the way that it did. So that was a great win. Um, Saturday was all fun and excitement, and it helped it's just a great build up for the third Saturday October that's is coming up uh in a couple of days now. So starting off with the player of the game, first we of course we gotta start out with our Heisman Hopeful, uh Hemden Hooker or Hinden, it was his real name, but you know what I'm saying. But uh <laughs> this guy yeah, he just had another great game. He's in total control of the offense right now. He threw a beautiful bomb pass to uh Jalen Hyatt immediately after, you know, we stopped uh LSU on third on fourth down and it was just a backbreaker. He's Playing, you know, pretty much as well as he can right now. Um, anybody in the country, you know, is not is playing as good as he is, you know, because if you look at the other uh, finalists, they're you know, they're playing for elite teams and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, if you take Hendon away from our team, it would be a major difference as opposed to everybody else. So, just great game from him. He went uh, 17, uh, 27, 239 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, he had uh, 53 rushing yards. So. You know, he's just doing exactly what he got to do, and um, great leading us to the win. Co-MVP with him on offense, I'm going to shout out uh, Jabari. He had 22 rushes for 127 yards, and, you know, he started slow. He was a little, I'm, I don't really know what it was. Maybe it just wasn't in sync yet. Maybe he wasn't as healthy as we thought he was, but he's been coming on the last two weeks, especially uh, the Florida game and this one. And I didn't expect, you know, LSU's run defense is pretty good. So, I didn't expect him to go for 100, but he did. So, shout out to him. He's the uh, other co-MVP for play, uh, offense. And our MVP on defense is going to be Byron Young. He had five tackles, two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. I think it's the same thing. Might not be. But he was just everywhere. You know, our D-line was just disruptive as hell. All in Jalen um Their quarterback, uh, lap, I think his name is Jaden. So, you know, Byron Young, he's been really close to a lot of sacks all season. So it was was good to see him get there and complete the play. He would have had, you know, three, maybe four or something. You know, they did a lot of stunts, and it was just good to see them get after the ball and, you know, for him to finally get there and get the recognition he wanted this week because he did uh, get SEC Player of the Week. So shout-out to him. On to the game analysis. It's going to come up uh, all roses because... Everybody, you know, pretty much played one of their best games of the year. So, start with the quarterback. Uh, just more of the same. Hinton's been playing elite all year. Um, I'm glad the rest of the country is finally, you know, taking notice. He's been on TV multiple times. Uh, first take, you know, all these other nation uh, networks and stuff. And it just good. feels good to see Hendon uh, getting the recognition that he's supposed to get because if you play well in the SEC school and uh you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, then you're gonna get the recognition. So we'll see what he does this Saturday cause if he if he if he beats Alabama, he will be the Heisman front runner. So no pressure. <laughs> Moving on to the running backs. Uh that was, that was probably that was their best game of the year. Um Jabari went over hundred yards. I think uh Wright went for almost sixty yards. So Anything we get from right is going to be great because he's a good running back. We just, you know, I feel like once he gets the starting job next year, it's going to be a thousand yard rusher. So we're just using this year to help get his blocking and his um and it's not fumble. So let's just get him right. But yeah, the running game was very good. Uh, we did have one lapse. Uh, the, the freshman gave up a, a sack to uh, on the blitz or whatever, but that was a great teaching moment for him and. You know, let's just hope it won't happen again. But great overall play from them. Moving on to the wide receivers, uh, everybody keeps talking about we got you know one of the best wide receiver cores in the country, and I can't really disagree with them. We got Bruce McCoy, this dude's a monster, six three, two twenty or whatever, and he keeps getting wide open even you know, he's like the biggest dude on the field. And then Jalen Hyatt, you know, one of the fastest guys in the country. He once he gets behind the offense, behind the defense, is over. We haven't had Cedric for two weeks, and, you know, basically nothing slowed down. Romeo Keaton is known to make an amazing catch whenever it's thrown to him. So, you know, you can't really say much about the wide receivers. Uh, Even Squirrel Wright got in. He made two consecutive plays back-to-back, and one of them was a one-hand catch. So, uh, good for him. So, it's like, can't really ask for much more, and let's just hope that, you know, they can even raise their play a little bit more once it comes to Bama Week. Looking at the tight ends, um, they didn't really have too many stats, uh, so I can't really say anything about them. You know, they get in where they fit in, as long as they're not missing too many blocks or dropping the ball when it's thrown to them, I'm happy, so, fine with that. And, uh, moving on to the O-line, I, I feel like this was their best game of the year as well. No sacks given up. The running backs and the work quarterback rushed for, uh, 236 yards. Uh, they played very well versus B.J. ojalari who's an elite pass rusher, and then, um... Just we had our, our Mincy. I don't. He's not our best lineman, but he's definitely probably our one of our top three linemen already. So he he was missing the name. We just moved on without you know without a, without a hitch. So that was good. Great great on the old line, and I, I'm liking the steps that they're taking because we're going to need them later on this year. So great great job at offense. Put up 40 points. Can't be mad at that. Moving on to the defense. Shoot, great job, but even better job by them. They only gave up 13 points. So. Shit, I ain't mad at that either. Uh, starting with the D-line, so I'm going to say it again, best game of the year. of the year, Multiple sacks, uh, the shutdown, LSU's rushing game. Uh, I don't think no rushing play that was actually called got more than two yards per play. So that was just amazing. Like We stuffed them every time pretty much. Multiple D-line were making plays. Amari Thomas, Byron Young, Roman Harrison, Karat Garland. I can name pretty much the D-line, the whole D-line. And uh, everybody got a sack or made a play during the game. Moving on to the linebackers. Um, Beasley was everywhere. You know, he's a big seeker missile. He he stopped uh, Daniels a couple times. So, great game by him. But Mitchell and uh, Banks, I don't know what's going on with them guys. Mitchell had zero tackles. Banks, um, he didn't do much. He had a, uh, he ain't done much the last couple weeks. Matter of fact, he had a face mask that kept the drive going. a uh, drive going, And besides that, he only had two other tackles. So we're definitely going to need more production from out of them. But like I said, the running backs couldn't get really run the ball at all. So it wasn't like they were had anything to do much really. So we're just going to need to see more. And looking at the DBs, um, <laughs> It's funny with the DBs because you get mad as hell watching them because they give up third downs and all this other stuff. But, you know, as long as they stop them from scoring, that's really all that matters. So in between the 20s, we're just going to have to be frustrated. But as long as they get to stop and stop them from scoring or whatever, that's all that matters because the DBs were uh, responsible for that first first, fourth down stop. They stopped Booty, booty uh, from reaching the marker, who is their best player. And Haddon and Flowers stopped them, so great job by them. And uh, well, you know, we got a big test coming up in Alabama, and, and they have multiple wide receivers that can shook and jive and move around, so they're gonna have we're gonna need them to play their best game of the year. So, a big, big shout out to the special teams this week. Uh, shoot, they won the game for us first play of the game. When, when number 80 for LSU fumbled and uh, our, our guy came and got the ball on the sideline, the game was over immediately after. Like, everything, the whole momentum swung. Like, you could just tell. You could just tell. Like, so shout out to them for that play. And then we made them punt. We scored, went down, scored in like three plays, made LSU punt. And D Williams, who hasn't played all year, this is his first punt return ever, got the thing and, and returned it 50 some yards. It's crazy. He was tackled by the punter, so that was trash. But otherwise, it was a great play. And, you know, that was just more fire for our offense to just go in and, and take over the game. So then we moved. Uh, Chase had like four or five field goals when LSU did make a stop because, you know, we're not going to be perfect. But he's damn the perfect. So uh, uh, under 50, and if he is over 50, you know, maybe got a 50-50 chance to make it. Uh, our punting is we finally punted the ball, damn. So he had two good punts, one inside the 20. So special teams, they contributed very well to the game and, and helped us secure, you know, a great dub for Tennessee. And finally, the coaches. Um, this is the second game in a row where we just won the coaching game outright because I don't know what the other dumbass coaches is doing. They keep going forward on fourth down. They keep applying unnecessary pressure, chasing points. And it's like, you know, you still have to stick to the basic football and and not do all the dumb shit that, you know, that the, the, the nerds tell you to do, like chasing, like analytics is not going to win too many football games. The the analytics is making people lose football games in my point of view. So I'm just happy. And the defense, you know, the Bember don't break defense is playing out very well for us because we don't need, you know, them to be, go out and be all Americans because, you know, it, like, like I said before, we're causing the other offenses to give us the game because we're going to score regardless. So if they got there chasing points and going forward on fourth down every time and doing all these things that, you know, don't regularly happen, that's going to make it better for us because, as we all know, we can score pretty much any time. So it's, I'm just glad that, you know, that it's us on the other side of of, of, of an advantage for once <laughs> and our, our, our coach is using it. Heipel is showing that, you know, Basilio says he's an NFL coach. I don't know about all that, but I, you know, I love the type of man that he is and, you know, the way he approaches everything. And his offense and the, the, his concepts are groundbreaking. So, A plus for the coaches, A plus for the players, everybody, the fans, you know, because we look like we're about 50,000 deep down there, just singing Rocky Top every damn where. So,. There's a great showing for the LSU game, and let's move on to the Bama week because that's what it's all about. Moving on to the third Saturday in October, we're ranked number six. Alabama's ranked number two or three, depending on where you're looking, and this is, pro- this is the best chance we've had to beat them in, in the past 15 years, uh, a, a generation, and I'm really excited. Um, if Bryce Young plays, you know, we still have a high chance. You know, we still have a better chance than most of beating him. And if he doesn't play, I, I expect us to beat him by at least two touchdowns if he doesn't play. But um, this rivalry game is going to be crazy because we're playing with house money. We have nothing left to lose. We've already had a way better season than everybody thought we were going to have. So, you know, if we beat Alabama, you know, that's, that's just great. Meanwhile, on the other side, They, you know, they, you know, they're losing confidence. Their quarterback's not there. And, you know, they just used to be in the shit. So them not living up to their billing, and I'm sure that's on their mind. So I'm sure they don't want to take, you know, just because they're used to teams going for them and, you know, being in primetime matchups. But it's just the electricity in the air. You know, electricity the word I use because that's really how it feels. Like from me to every other fan that I know. The people that aren't really fans, just on the sidelines, everybody can tell that this is going to be one of the best games of the year. So, (laughs) this is all this was all about college football right here, and I can't wait for the game on Saturday. It's going to be really electric. As far as the players, like I said before, if Hendon comes out and you know and takes down the Goliath, he's definitely going to be the front runner for the Heisman. Um, It's going to cement Heupel as one of the best coaches in the SEC and the country. I mean, Tennessee as a playoff contender for sure. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just all in front of us. So, and it's it's going to be a big re- week for recruiting as well. I'm, I know for sure, I think I've seen about four or five, um, five-star recruits that were coming in addition to, you know, numerous other players from this year, class of 2024, 25. So this is, can be, uh, you know, just a, a brick laying game for us, just in terms of, you know, Tennessee for the next five years in terms of, the players in terms of recruiting in terms of how the the rest of the college football world sees us cuz them is pretty down right now and we got to strike while the iron's hot because honestly if I feel like if there was no colors or anything on the helmets we would be favored so let's just go out and do what we got to do and just it's another monkey. we get I get got to get off our back and if we we will do it this Saturday fuck it. you know <laughs> I'm going I want to call it now um early this season before, uh, you know, before the season, I did call that we were going to go 10-2 and with losses to Bama and Georgia. But, you know, as the game plays out, there's really no reason for me to say that we can't win those two games. You know, at this point, I feel like it's a 50-50 chance. So especially if the tide is coming to Knoxville, which we know is going to be the most hostile environment, you know, all year. You know, it's not going to be a tougher environment for any team to play in the country, I feel like, the rest of the year before i get before i get out of here i just wanted to give a little more background on the alabama tennessee rivalry just because people don't know about it um we do have the most wins versus alabama in all time history uh we have 38 the overall rivalry is uh 58 wins for bama 38 for us seven ties i have seen eight ties so that might be a little point of contention but um basically throughout history and really the sec's history uh we've been throwing the thorn in alabama's side and it's really been sad that Tennessee's been down basically the last two decades or so because uh, people have forgotten how big of a rivalry this was and really forgotten how big of a power Tennessee was because Tennessee's never been down this long. Like, they've had lulls. But 15 years, 20 years between doing something really relevant, uh, that's unheard of in volunteer land. So wins like this and games like this Saturday are well on our way to help us uh come back and make this rivalry one of the better ones again like it used to be uh 70s 80s 90s 50s whatever time period you want to go to except for the 2000s has been a good rivalry and um uh some of the best our games some of our best games versus Alabama we know like the 95 game basically our championship years uh the earlier years when we were streak breaking because it is a game of streaks Alabama uh, won, you know, 10 a couple times, uh, 9, 7. We went on 7, 5. But, um, like I said, over time, nobody's had more success versus Alabama than the University of Tennessee. And as we all know, uh, Bear Bryant even gave bow down to our uh, our legend, Robert Nealon, and said there's only one better coach than him, basically, and that's uh, General Nealon. So we, we'll always have that over them. And... You know, games like this Saturday are what makes us Tennessee fans. And, you know, I just hope everybody has a good time and, and cheers as loud as we can. And no matter the outcome, you know, just support the boys. And as always, go Vols. This is Andre signing out.